All right, welcome to another episode of our PML podcast. Today, we have a very special guest in Ruth Barabee-Leach from Keller Williams, Merrimack Valley. Ruth's been an agent there for, I don't know, Ruth, how long you been there? Uh, Keller Williams, I've been there since 2014. Awesome. I've been in the business for 13 years this year. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, so you definitely have a lot of experience, dealt with a lot of people, closed a lot of transactions, I'm sure, on both the seller's and buyer's side. So we'll get into some of that today. But it's awesome having you here on the podcast here at PML. We've only worked together for a short period of time, but it's been awesome, at least on my end. Definitely. Um, and I'm looking forward to the future and, and putting a ton of closings together and helping a lot of people get into their new home. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you and what's going on in your life and, um, and, and in real estate in general. Are you starting to see more listings hit the market here now that we're in this the spring? And Yeah, I did. This weekend was actually a really good weekend. I saw a lot more come on that, you know, a lot more inventory than we've nice. been seeing. So it seems like, you know, with the interest rates unfortunately uh -huh. rising, as you know, um, the competition seems to be a little less stiff than it has I've been. But that. still, but still, you know, competitive. I mean, it's still competitive, but not quite as cutthroat as it has been in the last couple of months, which is nice for my buyers. Yeah, you know, because, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, because we've been having to any do some bit of relief there. Like. Yeah, we've been having to do some crazy things that normally, you know, in a normal market, I would never want my buyers no, to do. Right. And, I, and I still tell them. This is not what you really right. should be doing, right. but if this is what you but want, if you want the house, if you want the house, this is what you have to do to get the house. <laughs> I may not so. feel great about this, but if you want the house, it's your only chance. Right, thing. Like. right, right, right. So, um, so yeah, just um, that it's it's it seems like it's kind of coming back to normalcy yeah, a little bit. Yeah, even yeah. in like a, a small measure, just even little wins here and there coming back to normal is is great. I'm starting to see buyers having less less, like you said, less competition on their offers, more buyers winning out and actually going under agreement Absolutely. In, in like a, you know, percentage wise, like how many people are submitting offers and how many people are actually getting them accepted. The percentage of offers accepted is starting to creep up, which is always a positive sign. Um, and in general, just like you just said, the, the less the fewer people that are just backing out from buying a house altogether right. <laughs> is great for the industry and great for people in both of our businesses. Right, so absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you're out of Westford, KW, Merrimack Valley. You guys have a great group of agents there. Um, you said you've been there for since 2014. Yep, yep. Has that, has that branch like changed at all since 2014? You oh, guys absolutely. have a, like steady growth, right? Yeah, when I started off there, I think there were maybe like 40 agents in wow, the office. That, that and little, now huh? we are huge. I don't even know how many. Last <laughs> time I knew it was like 180. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. Um, definitely, you know, our, our team leaders there have, have really focused on building the office and getting, um, getting like agents that growth in there. mindset and yeah. that positivity. And yeah, and we really have a great culture there. I mean, you know, we, you know, it's a very open, um, office with a lot of free thought and sharing ideas and things like that. It's, it's, you know, real estate's competitive, but yeah. the way everybody in the office is, is really, it's a collaborative uh, kind of thing where we all feel like everybody benefits. If we, yeah. if we are, um, if one of us is selling, you know, somebody's going to have a buyer. So it's 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 collaborative and it's yeah. nice. You can always open. There's open doors. You know, you can always go to somebody and ask questions. Um, we have a forum on Facebook for agents that. You yeah, know, it just adds resources to all yeah. of your businesses. Really, yeah. I mean, you have all these kind of people that you could go to with questions. That have, like you're somebody that people probably turn to with questions because you yeah. have so much experience, and yeah. and that's awesome to have that like kind of behind you as a real estate agent, knowing that you know there's other real estate agents. Although it is a competitive market and you're yeah. competing with them at the end of the day, um, you can still sort of rely on one another for Absolutely. you know advice and 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 you know 
tactics of how to. I love you know, I love mentoring newer agents. Yeah, too. is that something um, that you do? I, I yeah, we had a different. We have a little bit of a different program now, but I did. You know, I always am open to to helping people, having them shadow me and things cool. like that. Because when I started out, I had like I didn't start at Keller Williams, oh, so really? I had no. <laughs> I was just sort of thrown to the wolves. So and, when you got started as a real estate agent, you didn't have a mentor or anything like no, that that like no. kind of showed you the ropes. Not at oh, all. Man. Not at all. I um I remember writing my first offer and going to my broker at the time who I don't I, I you know I don't want to bad mouth right, right, right. say but it was like they didn't know how to write the mortgage contingency oh, like wow. I was just like I had no idea what I was doing um thankfully it didn't backfire right, on me right. um and you know but it was it was hard and I I didn't really learn how to run it as a business until I moved to Keller Williams which is one of the reasons I moved there makes sense um and you know got more focused and was able to to really treat it you know because you start off in real estate and everybody thinks oh well you know you're going to sell these houses and you make all this money right. but if you don't treat it like a business the same way you do anything else where you know I started off as an attorney you did yeah no I kidding. was an attorney for like 10 years close to 10 years wow um and you know I went into an office every day and that's you know if you don't treat your real estate business the same exact way it, you won't be successful. It Absolutely. looks so easy from the outside, but it's it's not. You have that's to work. a really great point, yeah. actually. Now that I kind of like digest that, that's a phenomenal point right there. That sort of sums up real estate in like a sentence. To believe, believe yeah. it or not, because I can say the same thing, and I'm sure a lot of people in our business can. Because I came from two other companies before this, and again, I, great companies that do well. But it wasn't until I came to PML where like that mindset clicked, where I was like, just because I have the freedom of a schedule that I yes. can create. That does not mean that I shouldn't be here nine to five every right. day treating this like a job that right. I'm needing and required to be right. there. So that's what I did. And it and it completely changed my business. It went 100%. from like, I may not last as a loan officer to mm -hmm. like, well, this is going to be a great career. And it yeah. like, that's it. That's all I did was right. just to come into the office. And, and I really like, I mean, when I started off, I was so hungry for it. I mean, I started in a recession. So um, it would, you know. And so I started in 2009, but we're heading out of this, you know, That's market That's crash tough, and everything. Yeah. And I was like, you know, start. well, when I got when I interviewed at my first company, I was like, well, is now a great time to go into real estate? And like, well, if you can make it work now, you can always make it work. So point. I always think about that. Yep. You know, so was, as we've gone through these tougher times, you know, recently, I mean, tough in the sense that it's tough to get people under agreement. Oh, yeah. not, and, and, <laughs> not that the houses aren't selling for right. ridiculous amounts of money. But it is still tough without it, a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was, you know, pretty much a 50-50 buyer-seller agent. And, you know, last year I had buyers that I was, you know, putting – 12, 13, 14 offers together before they got their offers accepted. I mean, it's crazy. Right. Or just um, like, did any of them not end up getting an offer I, accepted and they just went to work? I had several that just said, I'm just going to wait until right. the market gets better. And then guess what? <laughs> it got, it it got, got worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Well, um, those people might now come around and come back right. if they didn't get into well, a too deep of a rental. You know, and I'm, and I'm telling buyers that now, you know, they're, they're freaking out about interest rates going up. But, you know, historically, these still are not the highest rates can go. Nope. And real estate is still your best investment. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're, you, you really still should take advantage of this market. Yeah. You know, for sure. I tell people that all the time. I actually, uh, cash out refinances are pretty much the only refinances out there right now that, you know, loan officers are originating. Um, 
rate and term refinance. There's just no rates to drop anymore. But people are taking cash out because it's still the cheapest way to get money and get liquid cash like that. And I've had people go from three and a quarter to five and a half. And they're like, but you need that $75,000. And it's the only way you're going to get to $75,000. And option number two is going to cost you probably near double what this would at the end of the day once all said and done. So it's still your absolute cheapest method of getting cash is using your home's equity. And buying a house at a rate of five, you know, four, nine to five, five is not bad in comparison to what our parents went through and the people in the generations (laughs) before us who are like 18 to 20% interest. So, or even your credit card that you pay every month, that is probably a super high rate of interest compared to our mortgages. So Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a great point. It's not in comparison to the past, it's not that bad. Um, so we're, we're in a tough spot the market-wise, but we're coming out of it, I think. Right, you know? right. It's just that people have been used to seeing, oh, 2.5%. Yeah, you know, it rates in the twos yeah. and yeah. stuff. Like, that was awesome, but it's yeah. like, that doesn't last yeah. forever. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. It is a tough spot right now because typically in the past, like, where values, or, I mean, where rates go up like this, the values will kind of come down simultaneously or vice versa. Yeah. But now we're in a market in a place kind of currently where the rates went up and the values are still up. Yeah. So it's like, ah, yeah. I don't, you know, it's tough. I even thought about what I, what it would look like to sell my house that I just bought two years ago just to kind of downsize in this market and get something a little bit smaller but still nice and maybe a different area with my family and uh, it would be great if but we thought about it and like yeah. the one kind of thing was that you know the with the rates and the value simultaneously being high um, you know it might not be the best time but that being said, we already have a very comfortable house that we don't need to make a move or anything like yeah. that. Like if you're a buyer right now, don't let that stop you because right. that is not a reason enough to not right. buy a house if that was your plan. Yeah. Our plan wasn't to buy a house. So we're just kind of yeah. looking and, and floating. But if you're buying a house right now, values being high with the rates being where they are, it's your affordability is still going to be there. So we're kind of in, you know, personally in the same situation where we're looking to buy and we have to sell, um, but we have so much equity because we bought right. in, we bought in 2014. Oh, we have wow. so much equity in our house, and it's like you know we can put such a huge down payment that we'll be able to sort Almost of balance it out, <laughs> balance it out. I mean, well, hmm, we're going up pretty substantially oh, uh, in our yeah. price, but but it's uh, yeah we're not looking at downsize, we're right. upsizing. Uh, but it, you know we are you know that's it's still to me a better uh, choice than For staying sure. where we are and. You know. Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt, is in the, with more opportunity out there and the listings coming on with the spring market. I mm-hmm. feel like there's, you know, we could actually enter like a really good time in this next month or two. Right. You know? I really think that you know the end of the summer we're going to see more come on the market for the fall market, but not have as much competition because of the people that are dropping out because of the higher interest rates or just are you know yep. worried about that. So I think that you know, fall might be a really great time for people to list and to buy. Yeah. So I think that's a great point. That's a great point for sure. Yeah. Um, so tell me something about like what you've seen with COVID impact our business as far as the competitive edge, not on the buyer standpoint, but on like our, our, our field standpoint, like our other real estate agents, other mortgage lenders in my fields. Like what have you seen sort of the trend be in our business since the beginning of the pandemic until now? Like I noticed a lot of real estate agents got started in the beginning and sort of saw it as like a get rich quick thing. Yes. Like a ton of people are making a lot of money in real estate. So I'm going to kind of start in real estate or mortgage lending. And then they sort of hit a wall once this we entered like kind of January, February of this year, mm-hmm. rates started going up, mm-hmm. there wasn't any inventory. Yeah. And it was probably a few, for a few months there, it was one of the hardest times to 
close transactions. Yeah. So I think that, you know, 2020, in the beginning of it, we were all so like, what's going to happen? What's, you know, the market's going to crash and did it, and it didn't. Right. It got crazy good. It did, yeah. Um, you know, I ended up having a better year in 2020 than I had the previous year. And um, same. Yeah. And there, anytime there's a market like that, it attracts people that, you know, as we were saying before, just kind of think that real estate's an easy, get rich quick thing. Right. And it is fine if you are going out, you know, you start off and you're just like, oh, I'm going to get all this business. It's just coming right. to me. But if you don't learn how to build your business and you haven't learned how to do that, as soon as the market starts to change like it has, you start to freak out because yeah. you're like, oh, I don't have any, I can't do this. So we're seeing agents drop out now. I yeah. mean, there's a lot. You're less, seeing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So all these agents that started off thinking, I can do this, I can do this. You know, I will say Keller Williams, we have a really good program for new agents. It teaches them how to run a business. But all these, you know. Kind of like mom and shop agencies. Yeah, and yeah, even, yeah. And, it, and it's sad because, but, it, but on the other hand, it makes agents like, me and other people that I know that have been in the business a while, we stick around oh, because absolutely. we know how to weather it. Yeah. You know, we know. And so there are these sort of like uh, fly by night places, you know, you need to go as a buyer or seller, you need to look at how long your agent's been in business. Absolutely. What is, you know, what, how do they do their business? How do they treat their clients? Yep. Are they ethical? Um, do they know how the market works and do they know how to adapt and shift when the market shifts? That's huge. And, yes. and, and market your property differently or um, market how, to, how to write an offer in a market like this. You know, yep. as a li on the list side, I see agents that write offers. I'm like, have you ever written an really? offer in this market before? You're like, oh, you're what gonna, even is you're this? Gonna put, you're going to put a, an asking price offer in right now with, <laughs> with, with uh, you know, three. 3.5% down FHA right. and, you know, and an inspection <laughs> and you want closing costs. Oh, yeah. good luck with that. You oh. know, we'll, we'll go to one of the other 20 offers. Like, have you had an agreement in the last year at all? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, no, that, that, that would be sort of like, that's eye opening. There's I'm so sure. Much, there's, there's so much importance though in your agent also being able to, um, interact with other agents and not be that abrasive person, you know, that. you yeah. get, you get calls and I'm sure you do mm -hmm. as well from agents who are just, you know, you have to have an agent who wants to get the deal done. Yeah. You need to have somebody who knows how to interact with other people, how to, how to finesse a situation and not just come in like gangbusters and, yeah. and, you know, be abrasive and this and that. I always, when I'm on the buy side, I always call the list agent. I always try to form a connection with them mm -hmm. um, and tell them about my client. I make, you know, I have my lenders that I trust call the list agent to yep. talk about them. You've done that for me. Yep. Um, you know, it makes a huge difference because when all other things are equal, if you have 20 offers as a list agent come in and you have, you know, you've got your you're down to your top five and you like the agent, and you like their lender. That's huge. That is, you tell your client. You're probably going to tell the sellers at you the tell, end of the day. You like, tell your sellers, yeah. oh, I've worked with this person before. I've worked with this lender before. I, can tell I know they can get it to the finish exactly. line, and they're not going to be difficult. Right. That will put your put you over the edge. So when you get some agents who are super abrasive or just don't know what they're doing, it could be the difference maker. It makes, maker. A, it makes a tran transaction so much harder. We all want to accomplish the same thing, which is getting to Closing day. Exactly. So find an agent, work with an agent, 
and work with a lender who that's can great. do that for that's you. That's great advice, to be honest. The lack of tact that some agents out there have um, or just their inability to relate to people and connect with people and you just have normal conversations um, that can scare people away from yeah. accepting buyers offers and yeah. ultimately the agent you choose can sometimes have an effect on a negative effect on your offer you yes. know and have it not get accepted because of that so yeah. I've seen that actually I've had yeah. it I've experienced it so yeah. um, you know having an agent that has experience you know professionalism tech all those things is huge but you use their testimonials guys use their referrals and I mean their reviews check it out from the seller side the buyer side Side. Somebody like Ruth will have awesome reviews in there that you can see. If you're going to be selling your house, that's exactly what I would want out of my agent that is, would sell my house. You know what I mean? So definitely look at the reviews, guys. Talk to agents so um, you know that you're working with somebody you relate to and we'll get the job done for you, which Ruth very well can. So just give her a call. Make, make your life easier. <laughs> <laughs> Her and her team from KW are awesome. So I can tell you right now, you won't be making, you won't be disappointed. Um, but well, thank you. Aside from that, what else is new in your life? Uh, let's see. Well, you and I did some charity work last week together, which was really nice. That was nice. That was um, cool. The KW Red Day. Yep. KW has every year, the second week of May, they have Red Day, which is a day for the offices across the country to give back. So you and I um, went and did a little, um, we co coordinated and yep. bought some school supplies for my daughter's uh, elementary yeah. school, and they were so excited. They were. It was they cool to so see how excited. excited they were and just to kind of give back to a yeah. school for kids growing up to have even a little bit more resources. It's yeah. just nice to be there and to, I, I like doing stuff like that. You yeah. know, that's, that stuff is cool. And I anytime I can do like kind of community, like, um, what do you call it? Community uh, outreach, or outreach, or community service, service yeah. or outreach. Like I, yeah. I'm all for it. So yeah, I really feel like um, at, in the position that we are in, um, we have the ability to sure. give back, and I and it's important to me to do that. So you know, it's you know, giving where you live, yeah. right? So yeah. so if I can give back to my community, exactly. and um, you know, I, and I'm very much like that, as you know, with my running and you raising are. money for miles for Actually, miracles that's a great, and that's children's. A great point. Yeah. Um, you know, I do that. My daughter was a patient at Boston Children's when she was a baby, so it was, was. what am I? How can I give back? You know, you're you're in the hospital, sort of like, oh, what I, you know, I'm gonna yeah. make every promise that I can right, yeah. to the universe and to God. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that. That's scary. Yeah, That's yeah. super scary. Yeah, she had a liver transplant. Did she really? Yeah, she when did. she was born, she was ten days old. Oh my goodness. Ruth. Yeah, and we had, I had no, no idea. Yeah, we had no idea. So how long was, was she in? She was in only for about a month and a half, which compared wow. to other kids. Yeah, that were that's there, like really. That's we not were bad. really fortunate. She, um, my husband was going to be the donor, and then. Uh, she, uh, a pediatric donor became available. Oh my goodness. So that would have been like yeah. an amazing, yeah. amazing thing. Yeah. Like it, 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 it still is an amazing it's, it's thing. A, Don't get me wrong. It's but incredible. It it's is absolutely incredible. incredible. But she's been sort of their ideal patient. Oh and my gosh. She's never had any issues. But I, I, it was really important to me. I was so grateful. Yeah. And, you know, how do you, how do you say thank you right, for that, right? right? Yeah. There's no real way you can do it. So the best way I could think of was to raise money for the hospital. That's super so cool. that's a very important charity to me. And so um, I've run some marathons and some yeah, other you races. Have. Some marathons. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into that a little bit. This, If you guys like running at all, which I, I personally do, I run myself, but not nearly the, you know, number of, of like events and marathons yeah. because you've been to Germany, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You did the New York marathon, yeah. the Boston marathon, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, what other ones? One twice. Um, so I was striving to do the um, uh, world marathon majors. So there's six 
Boston, New York, Chicago, Chicago Berlin, Berlin, yeah. London, and Tokyo. Oh. I've done all of them, but Tokyo. What? Tokyo's on hold because they weren't letting Americans into right, the country. Right. Hopefully in the next couple of years. That's um, so cool. But over that time, I've raised, I think, over $50,000 for Boston Children's, which is, for you know, compared to some of the other fundraisers. <laughs> Like but you're nothing. one person. But that's yeah, that's yeah. incredible. You are yeah. one person. So yeah. that's and I've had incredible support from like friends, know, family, like, clients, and wow. and and KW. I that's mean, super really, cool. Yeah. That like that's your reasoning for doing yes. that, and yeah. ultimately like that's a as good of a reason as anybody can yeah. have to do anything. Like well, you know? I a hundred percent believe that whatever you put it, it sounds cliche, but whatever you put out into the world comes back to you. And I don't do it for that reason, no. obviously. But you know, I've been very fortunate and. I want to do things to help other people. Without well. a doubt, without a doubt, I have the same mindset. I try to have the same mindset all the time. And what you put out there, it might be cliche, is in what you get is what you get back. But it's true, you know, and it's so true. In fact, that um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the rice experiment? No. So the rice experiment, like thousands of people have done it on YouTube, and you can kind of look it up and YouTube it. So what you do is you cook a batch of white rice, and you have two. Um, sealed jars that like seal 100% and you put half the cooked white rice in one jar and half the cooked white rice in the other jar and then you seal them 100% sealed and in one on one of the jars you might have to put tape on it so you can write on it you write positive words and thoughts and kind of you know like happy thoughts or happy things and like love and peace and then anytime you're in a good mood or even take it a step further a lot of people have done put it around you and keep it around you while you're in a good mood or feeling good or like have positive vibes that day in the other jar, write negative sort of bad, awful thoughts that like, and then if you want to take a step further, if you're having a bad day or in a bad mood, kind of keep that jar in your vicinity that day. After like 40 days or so, 50 days, you'll start seeing the jar with the positive thoughts on it looks the exact same. Doesn't, hasn't changed one iota, but the negative jar, the rice is like moldy, gross, grimy. It's incredible. It is, yeah. inc it's, it's, yeah. it's something that like scientists haven't figured out yet, yeah. like how our emotions and Their how our energy. body yeah. and how our energies relate to our actual health in our body. And I think it's super fascinating that we like don't know how it actually impacts us yet, but yeah. it's still happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it, one way or another, I know that at the end of the day, how I act and like my feelings and emotions impacts my health. Yes, <laughs> so 100%. deep down that sort of helps me sort of get out of funk sometimes. Yeah. Cause I'm like, shit, I don't want to take years off my life. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of this funk. But you know what, to your point about staying positive and things like that. I mean, that is another thing with our business, Yeah. right? So we're attracting the kind of clients that we're putting the energy out yep. with, right? So when I first started in real estate and I was so stressed out and just wanted the business, wanted the business, wanted the business, I had all these clients that were super different. Not all of them. If you're listening, you're, there aren't, they aren't all, <laughs> all bad. But there were clients that for sure were so difficult. And I would do any, like I would be on the phone till 11 o'clock at night. Right. They would call me during, you know, an anniversary dinner. And I'd just be like, okay. But, you know, I got to a point where I wanted to, you know, have some limits, have some boundaries, yeah. but also stay really positive. So I would, I, I got to a point where I felt, you know, I was making enough money and I could say, okay, this isn't the right client for me. Oh yeah. And, you know, and when I meet with people, I want them to feel like I'm a good match for Absolutely. them too. I want the sellers and my buyers to know that we kind of gel yeah. and if they don't like me, that's okay. Let's, we're not a good match. I can refer you to somebody else, or if you know somebody else, that's great. Because if you don't gel in the beginning, it's never going to happen. Right, right. Um, but I build such a level of trust with them, um, I think, from the beginning. And one of the things I say with my buyers when I meet with them, we go look at a house, 
and say, look, I'm going to point out all the things that are wrong with this house. I am not going to cool. try to hard sell you this house. I'm not that agent. Um, if you still want the house after I point out all this stuff, then you know it's the right one for you. You do that on the initial consultation when you go see yeah. that first house? Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I like that. Um, and it builds this level of trust with them because they know that I'm not in it just for the money. Right, They right. have to believe, and, and it's true, I'm not in it just for the money. Because I would say I want, so, yeah. I want these people to be coming back to me year after year, and I want them to be referring people to me. I want to build relationships yeah. with them. I have people that ended up being like some of my best friends that I had never met before. That you worked with um, first, that I worked and that's how with, you knew. And yeah, that's yeah. Cool. One of my best friends, who actually is one of the ones that got me into marathoning. No um, kidding. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. And um, she was originally your client. She was. No. Yeah, kidding. yeah. That's and cool. we just ended up. She was running the Boston Marathon that year, and we. It was actually 2013. Oh shoot. Um, and the bombings, and um, yeah. That's nice. we just formed a bond after that, and she got me into it. So, wow. um, but. You know, she did came you to my wedding. That year? I did not. Oh, okay. no, I was very much at that point like, no way I'll yeah. ever run a marathon. And then five years later, <laughs> right? I'm you've done all of them yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was, you know, I was running in 2018, but at that point, I was just a spectator and um, I didn't go to that marathon. Uh, but yeah, so I have clients that I've formed those relationships with, and and you know, I have to build that level of trust with them because otherwise, you know, this is a huge. This is for some of these people. It's going to be the purchase of their life, most people. Right? It's the, be, the f- biggest purchase of their lives. For sure. And when they're selling, you know, you have families that a house has been in in their family for 30, 40 years. Yep. Um, you know, they need to know that you're going to treat their home with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, speak about it with in a respectful way. Because I've had houses that needed, you know, complete gut jobs because of you know how the the house hadn't been well maintained or but you have to be sensitive to that you know i hear agents kind of talk smack or you know not not really respect their clients behind their backs for 20 years you know what i mean you know this is this is something they loved and they put energy into and you have to be respectful of that and, and care about that and i genuinely do care about my clients yeah, I would say having that, you know, first uh, appointment, she, seeing a house with them and kind of letting them yeah. know, like, we're going to, I'm going to point out the yeah. negative features. Like, there's, you know, you certainly do not just want to get paid at the end of the day because yeah. that right there shows them, like, I don't care that, you know, and it's not about the paycheck right. for me. It's about helping you get into your house. And, right. like, everything you just said is, like, the, I, like, pretty much the ideal real estate agent, what, what any consumer should want out of their real estate agent, right. you know. They're not going to come back to me and they're not going to refer me if they think all I wanted was their money. No, and, no. And, and, it, and it isn't just, you know, obviously at the end of the day, we all want to get paid. Right. But that's not, it's not like I want to do right. it for free Everybody either. needs to get paid. You know, but they need to know that that's not my for, first priority. Um, and not and only that, but you're not going to build a business that way. No, you know what I mean? A can't. successful no, business if, anyway. if somebody thinks all I care about is money, all that means nothing at yeah. the end of the your day. Your transactions when they go to will sell, be limited. When they go to sell their house, they're going to be like, whatever, I'll find somebody else. Yeah, I don't care about absolutely. this. You know, but I have clients that I've won over. You know, I, I had a client recently who hated real estate agents because of his last experience experience, and his his significant other had worked with me before and she was like nope we need to use her as our real estate agent he was real skeptical and he you know got on the phone with me and kind of grilled me a few times and i was like he does not like me i can tell by the end of the transaction, he you know, you. he was, you're the best agent I've ever had. That's cool. You know, I, I, you've changed my mind about real estate, da, da, da. And I was really happy about it. That and we, is, and, that's you know, awesome. and, and, and 
you know, I know that they will come back to me if they need it. I know yeah. they'll refer people I mean, you to turned me. an advocate for a for sale by owner advocate into yes. a, like a real estate agent advocate. Yeah. So that's awesome. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a tough turn right yeah. there. Those yeah. people aren't really easily turned right there. Yeah. And you turn them in, a, in one transaction. So yes. that, that speaks volumes yes. right there, I would say. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you pretty much just hit home on all the main points that as a regular consumer thinking of selling or buying that I would want to hear. Um, and, you know, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, it's been um, it's definitely been interesting since we've hit the beginning of this pandemic. But it seems like we're, we're starting to come out of it now and back to a kind of field of normal, normal time. So yeah. I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to kind of see what's going to happen over the next like six months, eight months or so. Yeah. Um, so when you talk to somebody in the beginning, that's a, you know, initial buyer consultation or even a seller initial consultation, you had said that, you know, if for whatever reason their, their personality is not a great fit, like you'll, you'll, you'll refer them to an agent that might be a better fit for mm-hmm. them. I mean, obviously somebody like you probably is going to relate to more people than not. I would say most people you probably relate to and very few that you have to actually pass on to another agent. But having that aspect and that outlook right there is also another huge factor because you know that you're going to have their best interest in mind. And to the extent that even if you feel like you don't gel with them personally, you're going to put them in touch with somebody that will, that'll be able to help them ultimately yeah. get their job done. Again, that's probably very few personality types. Maybe it doesn't happen extremely difficult people, <laughs> just them alone, I would say, would pretty much be that for you. Um, but that mindset alone is huge because having somebody see that and understand that with their real estate agent is enormous. Well, you have to be able to put your ego aside, right? That's it. There are so many agents that get so caught up in, well, I'm the boss. I know what I'm talking about. I'm the expert. I'm the professional. I'm the professional. But you know what? We're a team. Exactly. I think of us as a team, and there are. I learn something new on every transaction, so I'm not. I don't. Ha- I don't come in with this ego like you need to listen to me, and if you don't listen to me, you're right. going to lose. Right. You know, right. that's not what it is. It's collaborative. Collaborative. We, you know, I work with my clients to get the best outcome, and they have ideas sometimes that maybe I think are crazy, but yeah. I, you know, if you don't, if you want to try it, we can try it, you know, and, and either they learn or guess what? Sometimes it works. It's a lot better great. than, Hey, no, 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 that's not going to work. And then you're right. just shutting them down and rejecting right. their idea, right. which, you and know. at the same time, like I still am firm when I, you know, I, mean, yeah. I, I will say like, no, that's, that's probably that's not going to work. We, a can't, great idea. we can't do that, right. but they trust me at that point. And yeah. they, and they know that I know what I'm talking about. Exactly. So, you know, it's important to have somebody that that is open but also is firm that you can, you know, trust that they're not just going to let you railroad that. You know, they're not just going to be able to run over. But again, when I was a new agent, they exist. They're they're you out know, there. when I was a new agent, I had clients that that just were like, we're going to do this. They and make I was the decisions, like, okay, right? that's, oh, I just want your business. You're so afraid of losing the client. You're so because, afraid of it. Right, because yeah. you have to have their almost paycheck to yeah. to, to, to be able to maintain it, your exactly. life. Exactly. I you mean, know? It, was, it took me a few years before I could, you know, I didn't need a, a part-time job on the side. and and But once I got to that point, it was like, okay, now it, I, yeah. I can choose my clients. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's few and far between that I don't gel with, you know, typically oh, yeah. if I can get, you know, meet somebody, we form a connection. Um, you know, sometimes people just either, It takes a while to yeah. get their wall down. You yeah. Know? A yeah. lot of people are like that for sure. Yeah. Man, that, that, that wall is up in the beginning, no matter what, yeah. especially with somebody that's going to act as their real estate agent yeah. or agent of any kind, yeah. um, that they're going to have to, you know, kind of pay money to at the end of the day, yeah. their, their wall's going to be up for sure. And they're, they're going to have that guard up that might take a few consultations right. to, to knock down. But ultimately, once they see that you're genuine and that yes. you're really going to help them, you know, 
that wall comes down. Yeah, and you and you know as well as I do, you know, you you find something you have in common with somebody, you connect with them on that level, yep. and and that helps build the relationship. That's it. Um, and it's not always about real estate or the loan, no. you know. And, um, and it, once you do that, I think it it opens the door. Yeah. I think for you know newer agents that are starting out. If they want to make it in the business, they have to like set boundaries. They have to make it a business. They have to, um, but they have to connect with the clients. Yeah. It can't be about, I'm just going to be the boss and I'm going to, you know, and again, that's how you get a deal to the finish line. That's how you, you close these. And that's you, you, how you build your reputation in the business is, yeah. you know, forming connections with other agents, forming connections with your clients, you know. I have a good reputation because of that. There Absolutely. are people that say, I want to work with her. For sure. So, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I have. So, so, and that's not bragging. No, it's not. That sort of sounds not. like bragging, but I don't it's mean it to be. It's not at all. It's just, I like, I, it's important it's to me. It's the product of doing things the right way. Yeah, and it's important to me. And if I, because I mean, it's not like I've never made a mistake, but you own your mistakes. Sure. Um, you, you know, I've had clients that didn't have a good experience for whatever reason. Again, very few and far between. Right. But those it ones, happens. I learned from that too. Like I won't make that mistake again. Yep. I won't, or I won't. Even if it wasn't something reaction. you did, yeah, right? right. And, and, it, and I'm not saying mistakes like oh, right. I lost their deposit or something like that. I mean, right. I mean, like a personality. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's. I'll treat this. Yes, differently. I'll treat it. I'll approach it differently. Right. I'll handle it. Differently. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's 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 awesome. So. All great stuff right there. I mean, as far as a um, you know a seller or a buyer, I mean, if you're going to be buying or selling in the state of New Hampshire or Massachusetts, pretty much anywhere, guys, give Ruth a call because she'll take great care of you and at least meet her and have a consultation with her because um, you know she'll probably be a great fit for you at the end of the day. I mean, I'm not you know I'd be shocked if you guys weren't a great fit. She's awesome. So Thank and you. before we actually go off here, tell the consumers out there like what was the best marathon that you did? I mean, what, what was what was your favorite? My favorite is New York, actually. I've done Boston twice, and there's something really special about it, but I have to say New York was my favorite. Was the, it, yeah? You run through all the boroughs of New Do York. Do you really? Yeah, oh, and it was cool. it was before COVID. Um, <laughs> like the five points and stuff? Yeah, and like, oh, that's it was cool. awesome. The energy is crazy good. Every You know, you run through, and you've got people cheering and music and – it's just awesome and a different sort of flavor every everywhere you go. And, yeah. the, and I just love New York in general. So it was just an awesome, is, awesome time. Is there like see. unique aspects of everyone? Or? There definitely are. Yeah. I mean, uh, London was my least favorite. Really? Why? I love London as a city. But they have – now, I will say that I am not a fast runner at all. I'm a charity runner. I could never qualify for a marathon. So, like, I am not by any means Anytime you like, run 23 miles, who cares about the pace? 26.2. Yeah. Oh, 26.2. Yeah, geez, yes, I always do that. But, that. but it's – yes, I mean, I make it – I finish, right? So, right. That's um, all that matters but, at the end of the day. That's you know, a lot. London is – they have a lot of charity runners, and I am a charity runner. But they start off in, like, the last wave – they're all wearing crazy costumes. Like there was a guy wearing a Big Ben costume, like a full Big Ben costume. And he was like, going to run the whole and marathon? And he ran the whole marathon in it. And what? that's all well and good, except for when you're running near them and they're bumping into you and they're stopping to take selfies in the middle of the road because London, like the roads that you run on are really narrow. Famous and stuff This guy got, literally got caught underneath the finish line. Like so they had to come and like move his, his costume. Move his costume Oh my down. gosh. Yeah. Um, but we were starting off and there was somebody in our corral smoking oh. a cigarette. And I'm like, you're smoking before we start the marathon? Like, give me a break. 
Um, but yeah, so I'd say in like order of, oops, order of preference. Puts his butt out um, and starts the race. Right. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> like, I would say in order of preference, it would be, you know, my favorite was New York, then Boston, Chicago. That's interesting. Uh, Three of them are in the Berlin country. Berlin and London. Yeah. Yeah. But it was def it's definitely super cool to see, like run through I the bet. towns and see these. Berlin would yeah. be pretty cool, I'm yeah. sure. Berlin yeah. would be pretty Tokyo, awesome. Actually. I'm Tokyo really would be cool about, too. Yeah. yeah. Tokyo has sweepers though, so if you don't make it in a certain amount of time, they literally have people that come across the the line and just cut you off and you can't run anymore. Wow. Yeah. So I you didn't have to make that. a certain pace up to a certain point. Like once you I think it's I can't remember where in the race it is, but yeah. And it's people that sort of like drag like a like a rope across the road or whatever and they're like, yep. you're done. Yep. Wow. Yep. Interesting. That, yep. That so you're like, oh, great. Like, I'm oh. so glad that I spent all this money to So come you're to telling Tokyo. me if I would have made it before you meant that roadabout, mm -hmm. I'd be okay? Yeah. Like, can't so we just like, pretend? So it's one of those you don't stop to go to the bathroom. Right. You just keep right. Going. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hold it. That would be nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, so you got to do that, though, because yeah. that's the last one. And yeah. then you can say that you've done all the six yes. major ones. So yeah. that'll be really cool. Yeah. And then I'll probably take a break from marathoning and just do regular races. It's a lot. I mean, 26 miles is a lot. It's hard. It's just, I'm not. A natural runner, and it's, it's hard it's to tough. get in yeah. into it, right? Well, it's it's also it's so much training, and it and I will say that it does take away from my business. When I I'm bet. doing it yeah. a little bit because I'm focusing on the fundraising, and you got to raise that. the money. Yeah, that's a lot of money to yeah. raise, and yeah. you're out there raising all that money. It's like you know yeah. how much time can you spend? Yeah. But at the end of the day, having to say that you did all six marathons is like yeah. almost as cool as saying that you like hiked Everest. You know what I mean? It's like literally, <laughs> I've done all six. I marathons. get a really huge medal at the end. Oh, which you is do? Real, yeah. So really they give big. people something for finishing all of them. Oh yeah. Nice. You get this gigantic. Yeah, that's wicked I'm all cool. about the blings. So. Yeah, that's yeah. super cool. That's so, <laughs> wow. So this has been an awesome episode, yeah, and I would say for, for anybody that's like a newer real estate agent or thinking about joining real estate, definitely check this episode out because you, Ruth, has gone over a lot of key information that I know from just experience will lead to success in this business and in real estate if you can push through and get through that over that initial period of adversity that you know everybody runs into when starting in a new business um, because you're never going to have success right away or at least not the success that you want to have so getting through that that adversity and kind of overcoming um, you know, the, that tough, turbulent time in the beginning, you're going to have success ultimately if you just keep your foot on the gas and keep doing the activity that leads to connections and more business. So a lot of key information. Ruth, thank you so much for being a part of our episode here at PML, our podcast. Awesome. It's been awesome having you on and, and great working with you. Looking yeah. forward to the future. And any any more, uh, any any last comments? That's, I think you, you hit on everything. Thanks for having cool. me. Yeah, thanks for being here, Ruth. Take care. Ruth Baruby, guys. Ruth Baraby Leach from Keller Williams, Merrimack Valley Realty. Guys, make sure to reach out to her if you're going to be selling or buying your house. Have a consultation. Talk to her. She is phenomenal, and I guarantee she'll become your real estate agent for life. So thank you.